Hey guys, welcome to Coffee with Alan. I'm here at Cold Smoke. Uh, I figure this is our kind of a new tra trajectory trying to do it uh, pre-recorded uh, instead of uh, first thing in the morning when my brain is still trying to wake up. So uh, here with, I'm here at, the, at my other office, the coffee shop called Cold Smoke here in, Bo in Bozeman. Um, I wanted to talk to you this, uh, today about uh, something I've been uh, getting into, not really getting into, but have been in for a little bit and um, have, have uh, navigated around and I'm, I'm trying to navigate through. Um, one of the interesting things that uh, goes on during a pandemic or a crisis or transition in the world, a transition in our lives, is conspiracy theories. There are a lot of conspiracy theories all around us, all the time, uh, and especially now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so trying to figure out hey, how do we navigate through a lot of the different things. So, I mean, people basically throw around the word conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, all over the place. Uh, and they call different things that are, you know, maybe not conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories. You know, an opinion that someone has that's kind of crazy, they call it, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Or it's kind of thrown around so much right now. And so, as we look into the anatomy of a conspiracy theory, uh, one of these authors that I that I follow, uh, named Frank Viola, so he wrote a blog post about it. I'll, you know, I'll put the, uh, the 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 link here into the video, uh, so you guys can check it out. Uh, and so, it's a really interesting interesting uh, article that he wrote. Uh, so called the four the what are they called the four four reasons why Christians believe conspiracy theories. Uh, read before removal of, for violating community standards. You know, it always <laughs> says a warning, this article will soon vanish from the internet, so be sure to read and spread it before the globalists take it down, you know, forever. So, <laughs> uh, and he, he starts it out with a quote from uh, Helene Gale, social change is better achieved by being for something than against something. Now, so much of, of what we see in conspiracy theories all around the internet right now are, are all trying to, to wake us up. Wake up, dude, wake up. You have special, I have special information that you don't, that you need to know. Yeah, because if you don't know it, the world's gonna end and da da da. You know, apocalypse is happening. And so as, as, we, as we think through this as Christians, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, as members of the kingdom of God, we need to process through how do we respond? Now, to be honest, I mean, he says in the article, and I completely agree, that there are some very real conspiracies that are out there um, that are true. There have been you know, conspiracies and coercion and, you know, the, you know, plans and, and you know, things like that, uh, subversion uh, to both government and the church. Uh, there are very real things that are out there. And so I don't want to discount necessarily all conspiracy theories and just chop them up to just simply being a conspiracy theory and basically invalid. That's, I think, you know, chalking everything up to being untrue because there may be conspiracy theories that are true. There may be some things that are sensational that are out there that are true. Um, but how do we let this affect us as Christians? So the, the thing that I, I wanted to talk about today is the sentence that he talks about. He says, now, this next sentence is foundational. People are apt 
to falling into emotional quicksand during a crisis. And conspiracy theories appeal to our emotions, not to our intellects. This explains why intelligent people can believe them. This is why this, this wraps up people, your know, brothers and sisters, uh, Christians, into these conspiracy theories, not so much because they may be true or not, but because of what they do to our hearts, what they do to our minds, what they do to our spirits. Um, and so how do we, as, as Christians, respond to these things? To political conspiracy theories, to QAnon, to you know, EMP, to this, you know, the, the conspiracy theories of doom and gloom, like you know, Deagle's you know, article that, that came out forecasting that you know, America would lose 70% of its population in the next five years. Uh, like all these different, different sensational things that are maybe true but how do we how do we respond as as christians how do we belong how do we respond as as people who are a part of the kingdom of god and not part of the people people who are part of the kingdom of the world um, and i want to focus uh, this this phrase kept thinking, kept coming up uh, from colossians chapter 2 it says um, i wish you could know how much i have uh, let me skip on skip ahead here uh, this is colossians chapter 2 verses 3 uh, through 5 um, for our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered, heaven's wisdom and endless riches, riches of revelation knowledge. I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Even though I'm separated from you geologically, my spirit is present with you there, and I'm overjoyed to see how disciplined and deeply committed you are because you have such solid faith in Christ the anointed one. In the same way you received Jesus our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith. This is very important. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched your uh, wait you are established in your faith you have absorbed enriched and enriched by your devotion to him beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you astray from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled endless arguments of human logic for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. And so that's where I want to focus on. Being, being founded was you are established in the faith. Make sure, beware that no one distracts you from what? From your faith. From being, being firm rooted and planted in Christ and in fa your faith in him in living your life out of the rich soil of grace out of the rich soil of the kingdom of God and not what does it say um, for they operate out of the humanistic you know and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world and not the anointed truths of Christ the anointed one so while there are conspiracies that may affect our lives, that may affect the, the future going ahead of us, 
while there are different things that affect you know, like coronavirus, you know, COVID right now, and then right, you know, social unrest, you have know, BLM and Antifa and protests and election and NASA and space and EMPs or whatever, you know, all these different things that can so easily get our minds sucked into them and focusing on, oh, I got to think about this. I got to think about this. This is taking over my mind. This is taking over my affections. This is taking over my, my quiet times with God. Now there are maybe some things that are worth thinking about. There may be some things that are worth considering, especially when you're considering as, as a believer, engaging in the political sphere, voting, uh, discussing politics, discussing, you know, shoot, what if the Deagle thing is right? And, you know, we lose 70% of our, you know, American population in the next five years, you know, over 250 million people or so. That's kind of a big deal. Thinking, you know, thinking about that, like, what are the implications of that upon my life? Uh, and so, and, and but most importantly, what are the implications upon my faith? No matter what happens in this world, no matter what stuff hits the fan, no matter the, the the social unrest, no matter what happens, no matter what worldly systems are going going around and, and happening around us, our focus needs to be on Christ. Our focus is going back to that being established, being firmly established in our faith and absorbed and enriched by our devotion to him and his kingdom. Not getting distracted by this, you know, evangelical nationalism that seeks, you know, country over God. That seeks politics over Christ's presence. We are a part of a kingdom that is not of this world. And so what does that look like for, for you? What does that look like for us in our daily lives as we, as we press forward um, and, and try to stay focused? What is, how, we need to stay focused in our lives and our faith. We need to stay focused on Christ, focused on what matters most. And so as I, my prayer for you is Paul's today, that you, in the same way that you received Jesus our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with his strength, encouraged in every way. You are established. Be established in your faith. Be established in prayer. Because remember, as we've been preaching about, prayer is focus. And prayer focuses you upon, and when we pray, we need to ask and seek God's heart and to pray for that which God loves. And God loves his church. God loves you. And so we need to focus on that which, which God loves seeking his perspective, seeking his focus, seeking his worldview, seeking his character. And so no matter what happens in our world, uh, like I preached last Sunday with, you know, with Revelation, I love Revelation because it's this letter of encouragement, no matter what happens, no matter what false Christ have come, no matter what disasters come, plagues or pestilence or wars or rumors of wars, no matter what, what uh, martyrdom, what, what persecution comes, no matter what distortions to the truth in your faith come, stay faithful to Christ. 
Stay faithful to the gospel. Keep your faith in Christ forefront in your minds, in your hearts, in your bodies, and in your spirit. Beware of the things that want to distract you or intimidate you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness and fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless argument, endless philosophies, endless distractions by human logic, human imagination. Stay faithful to Christ. No matter what happens in the, in the days and weeks and years to come here in, here in our country, here in America, stay faithful, stay focused on Christ. Because God and his kingdom are all that matters. Nothing else matters. Life itself doesn't even matter. You, as Paul even says, to live is Christ. So if you're, you're living, you, have, you, got a, you got a pulse. I showed, showed my son you know, my heartbeat, and I showed him how he, could, how he could feel his heartbeat and sister's heartbeat. If you're living, to live is Christ. And if all the conspiracy theories are true, if you get murdered and martyred and whatever, if you die, to die is gain. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. I know nothing else but to live for Christ and Him crucified. I know nothing else among you but Christ and Him crucified. So work your job. Love your family. Raise them to love Jesus. Stay focused. Encourage one another. Gather with the church. We're going to be talking about this, that this Sunday in our big circle gathering. Gathering together. Why do we gather collectively as the church? What is, what is the hope? What is the joy? What is the peace? What is the love? What is the reason that we gather as the church overall? Local churches. The Big, big C Church. Why do we gather? Uh, so you want to be there on Sunday uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I hope this is, this is helping. Um, and if you have questions, just message me. Uh, message here on, on Shift Church. Uh, I'll get, get those messages. Uh, or you can email me at alan at theshiftchurch.com. I'd love to, to, to chat up. Maybe can take you out for a coffee. Uh, sometimes to talk about life and faith uh, more, more deeply with you. So love you guys. Have a great rest of your day.